0: Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And uh, true to form, we've been talking a lot about social media and content and our brand and how we show up and telling story and positioning ourselves as authority. And and this episode is no different. Uh, Again, joining me is gonna be our own uh, Ryan Ruff. And we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper on how to actually build your authority using social media and your social media channels. So without further ado, let's get started. Brian, thanks so much for joining me today, man. Uh, as always, super excited to talk with you uh, more about what you are really good at uh, in the content creation space. So uh, good to have you on here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Always a good time whenever we uh, get together and dive into this kind of stuff. And and it's really pressing right now. I mean, we're we're, t- we're having conversations around this topic a lot with clients at the agency these days. And uh, it's just uh, it's very important. And it's something that can fall by the wayside, I think, for a lot of business owners. So this is, this is good stuff. I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as we talked about last time, it's, uh, it's really hard for, for business owners because they think that their options that they have for social media is very limited. And, um, I was actually talking, I'm in, I'm in an office. I rent a space here for the studio and, um, was talking to a few people and business owners here, like on my floor and every single person that I talked to almost verbatim said the same thing. It's like, I've either got to do it all myself and I don't have the time and the energy and, and the ability to be able to do that or I've got to hire an agency and I actually did work with an agency, but it was generic content and it still took a lot of my time having to filter through all that stuff or they've got to hire a team and now you're talking about a huge amount of money and bringing on more salaries. And then it's still a lot of your time because you got to train, you got to, you still have to make sure it's in your voice. And so, um, obviously, uh, we've been talking about the importance of that. And today, um, really what we're focusing on is more of the authority side of all of this, where, um, we're talking strictly about organic social media, content driven engagement, not advertising. And when you do that and the brands that do that, it is a long-term play, but it's a long-term play that has lasting effect. And it all starts with making sure that the content that you have is positioning you as an authority. It's high quality, it's consistent, it's on brand and so many other things. And so that's what we're going to be diving in today.
1: The quantity versus quality conversation is a big one in this, in this space of social media. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of at the crux of today is, is Obviously, we believe in quality, and it starts with authoritative content to help drive that organic stuff. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. What what do you think? How do you want to bat lead off with this?
0: Yeah. So, look, um, everybody, I think now understands that social media is like the new website. It's it, if you start a business, you got to have a website. It's almost understood at this point that that's the way that it works, and social media is becoming the same thing. Where like, if you don't have social media channels, you're already behind the curve. Um, and that is true already for us today. And so um, and so what people are doing is they're they're doing whatever they can with the time that they have to put stuff on there. And a lot of times it's uh, reposting an article that might be industry specific or really what I've seen a lot, again, as I mentioned before, is sort of this like meme posting and things that don't position you as an authority. So kind of talk with me a little bit uh, with your experience being a TV producer and a news anchor and, and working with our clients now as a producer too and and leading our content strategy and everything. What is authoritative content and what does that really look like?
1: Mm-hmm. No, good question. And And this is, I think, what a lot of people struggle to figure out, like what content is going to truly resonate with, with, with not just any audience, but my intended audience, the people that I actually care, uh, that are looking at my stuff. So as a former television news anchor, I stacked shows. So on a broadcast perspective, I I knew how to formulate a show and structure content in a way that was engaging and uh, would hook an audience for a long period of time. But then obviously now as you know, our senior content producer for the celebrity branding agency, and I run our content production, social media department, this is the type of conversation I'm having a lot with the clients that I work with regularly, as well as the strategy that we implement into their social media process. And yes, authoritative content is at kind of the forefront of it. So what is authoritative content? What does it look like? Well, it is, uh, and you'll hear me if, you know, for anybody out there that is, you know, a client that I work with even, or or have just spent any time with me having this conversation, they'll know I come back to this phrase a lot called uh, going an inch wide, but a mile deep. And that's really important because if you look at content as a whole, how often and how easy is it to, let's say, pick a very broad topic and then, you know, skate across the surface of that topic and you spend a lot of time talking about the topic. So you feel like you're really... You know, you dove into it, right? Well, if you want to look, analyze the actual value that you may have presented to your audience who's watching a video, who's listening to a podcast, who's looking at your social media post, if you look at it from a value perspective, you probably haven't delivered very much there you know, by going a mile wide, but an inch deep, because you feel like you really want to cover a lot in a given episode or in a given piece of content. Well, Hmm. we flip that narrative on its script and we go an inch wide, but a mile deep. And here's why. So let's say, let's say I always like to go back to an example of a wealth manager. I, you know, I work with a lot of them, um, in trying to help them differentiate themselves in a very crowded marketplace with so many wealth managers out there. So if we use a wealth manager, for example, let's say like the topic of a given episode is, uh, estate Planning, you know, you're you're a business owner. Uh, you know, wealth managers may be working with a, a successful business owner that wants to make sure his estate planning is in order. Well, there's a lot of conversations that go into estate planning. Um, hmm. So we're not just going to do an episode on estate planning. We're going to do an episode on a very specific niche within estate planning. Let's say preparing heirs for their inheritance. Now that is a hmm. very granular conversation. It's not estate planning. It's preparing the heirs, a specific component of that. Now that we have our very small topic, we're going to go a mile deep into that topic. So what does that look like? The emotional conversations that lead up to, Hey, one day your parent, your matriarch or patriarch will not, will no longer be there. And a big inheritance is coming your way. Well, what is that? How does life change for you when that moment happens? Or hmm. how is the trust that you're going to inherit that le- that wealth structured? And when when will you get these payouts? So there's a lo- even though the point I'm making here, Zach, is even though people think, oh, well, if I go with a really small, nuanced topic of my expertise, people make two misconceptions. The first is, who's going to care? And that's, <laughs> that's wrong. Your audience cares. They're coming to you for your expertise because they care. That's that's yep. an easy misconception to, to throw by the wayside. The second is is that, am I going to lose my audience in the complexity of the detail? No, you're not. Well, actually, you may, but it's not a bad thing. What that mm-hmm. means is you're losing them in the complexity of the details because at some point they're going to check out and say, well, that's why I would even just hire this person in the first place. They're the expert on this. So mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day, what authoritative content looks like is going an inch wide, but a mile deep on a given topic so that you achieve this goal. And the goal is that your audience will walk away from that video, walk away from that podcast thinking, wow, that person really knows their stuff. And you have just t- sh- demonstrated your expertise and showed them in a unique way, why that, that you, your services that you can provide them are not just a solution to their problem, but the solution because you are the Mm -hmm. expert. So that Zach, that's what authoritative content looks like. And it's, it's tricky to get there. It takes some planning, but, but boy, is it powerful when you have it.
0: And look, I, I think you touched on so many great points there. One of the, one of the most important ones here that I run into all the time when I'm talking with people is I just, do I even have enough content? To, to last me for the next year, for the next two years, for the next three years. Like, I feel like eventually I'm just going to run out of things to say, right? And, and this is uh, this is really killing two birds with one stone, if you will, in, in the sense that when you are an inch wide, but a mile deep, it gives you so many topics and things that you can talk about. And the reality is, is that when people are engaging with your content, when they're coming to your social media feed and they're seeing these things, or like, even when they just Google you, these videos are going to show up. Right. It's not even just that they're scrolling endlessly through your social media feeds. It's that you're showing up in all these different places with those forms of content. And I know even on on my on these videos, right, like I there's a couple of things that people click on more than other stuff. Like how to build a celebrity expert brand is one that people click on all the time. And it's actually so much so that then like, you know, YouTube starts using it as a suggested video for people and and when they're searching for other things. Right. And so it's like, now I know what our audience likes to engage with. And so now I can start using that information to say, oh, well, this is a topic that my audience might want me to go a little bit deeper into. So why don't I do that? Right. And, uh, and the same thing's true for our clients and the people we work with. And that's a big part of what you do in the content strategy side of things, which Mm -hmm. is helping people understand that you actually have so much to talk about, so much information, um, and, and a very limited amount of time that you can do this for years and years and right. still have more to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And, and it's funny when I sit down with, with our business owner clients and we start the content strategy process, I think uh, some of them just outright say it and others are, you know, they're they're I know they're thinking it. And that is well, where the heck do we begin? You know, like <laughs> I've got, so I've got decades of experience of, and, and rattling around in my brain where to begin and how do I corral myself and my expertise into a methodical way to not only plan, but then uh, articulate the topic. Mm. So, so that's, that is a, frankly, it's a fun part of my job in, in getting waist deep, not just knee deep, but like waist deep in somebody's business to extract what those topics look like and then to drill into them so that we're not doing the mile wide inch deep, but we're getting deeper and and extracting smaller topics from maybe a realm of your business. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just had a strategy meeting the other day with one of our clients, Zach and and one of the business agents that we have at the company. And we were, we were sitting down and, and the client at the end of that meeting was blown away. Zach, we came away with about 40 to 45 episode topics and this was in one meeting. So it's amazing to, that they were astounded by how much we actually were able to put on paper and each topic was different from the next and it would allow them to drill down deep into it. So yes, that's a big part of it is I think people, um, they generalize their expertise thinking that, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm an expert in X, Y, and Z. Well, you're not because X, Y, and Z are very big topics. They're very big things with a lot of nuances in there. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an enlightening experience for for our clients when we go through that that content strategy process and extracting the topics from within the topics. So that way they mm. feel like, "Oh my gosh, I have an arsenal of things I can talk about on this show moving forward. Each is different from the next and would likely attract a different piece of my target audience." It's it's fun. It's good stuff.
0: Well and I think an important part here in, in and this is maybe something that we've been assuming and having this conversation that people might not be thinking about and hopefully they are um, but being a thought leader in your space right that's that's the buzzword I think that people have been using you know at least a decade ago um, you know but but even still today, being an authority in your space is more than just being seen as an authority. It's the way in which businesses build trust and credibility and authenticity and uh, and all of these different things within their market space. Right? It's really that key that's going to help differentiate them from their com- competitors. And so being an authority and and creating that authority brand on social media is not just for the sake of being authority on social media, but it actually, it actually extends beyond that and helps you to grow your business. And at the end of the day, as a business owner, that's what we're looking to do, right? We're looking to get more leads. We're starting to, you know, we want to have more uh, engagement from and with our audience. And so how do we do that? And organic content that we use, especially through social media, like, uh, you know, there's there's crazy numbers out there that has been done by like HubSpot and some other places, but it's like, you know, right now, more than half of all adults in the world are on social media, at least one platform. Right. Um, and I forget the exact number behind it, but it's like, if you're not using social media to grow your business, as we mentioned earlier, you're already behind the curve. It was like a study they did. Um, again, it was HubSpot was like, 91% Ninety-one percent of businesses right now are on on at least two different channels and using it to grow their businesses. And it was like the ones who do and have been and using organic social media content to to further their brand and their their um, their thought leadership and and everything like that in the market space um, is continually seeing like a twenty-three percent growth over top of what the median is seeing that isn't on there. Mm, right. And wow. so there's so much opportunity you're leaving on the table by not doing mm-hmm. this type of, of marketing. And the, and the reality is, is it's not advertising, right? It's just no. doing what no, you okay. do on a day-to-day basis, but just mm-hmm. putting it out there for other people to see.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Two, two things that you mentioned, Zach, uh, pertaining towards the content itself that not, not buzzwords, but they're worth mentioning. And that's, that's authenticity and trust. Those two go hand in hand, but they're tough to show and tough to express sometimes. You know, we talk about this idea of content strategy and planning and planning and planning. And while, yes, planning is extremely important, there needs to be a level of authenticity and, um, for lack of a better expression, off the cuff, where you can really show your real self in the content. Because... Mm. Look, how many times have we ever watched uh, maybe a, a six o'clock news or another program where it's so obvious that somebody's reading a tr- you know a teleprompter or a transcript? And yep. the moment you see those eyes moving right to left is the moment that you, as the audience member, totally check out because, fr- emotionally speaking, you check out because it feels like the words being spoken are disingenuous. Um, It doesn't feel like it's true because the person is thinking about it and speaking as if they're having a conversation with you, the audience member. So authenticity Mm. is super important because it establishes an emotional connection without even knowing that it does. You know, you as the person speaking, the person watching, you don't even realize it's happening. But there's an emotional connection that's starting. The more authentic, the more vulnerable somebody is, the more likely you're going to connect with them. And then going to that second word you mentioned, Zach, is trust them. Trust is attained through authenticity, but trust is also attained through production. And this is the, like the, I always joke with our clients, this is the not so sexy side of the conversation of content (laughs) and it's, it's production, it's equipment. It is making sure that your production value is there. So every time Zach that I get together with you know new clients of ours and we're going through our onboarding testing, I always joke with them, "Hey, now comes the time to talk equipment." And you know some people are into into cameras and microphones. You know I I nerd out on some of these things and I enjoyed that conversation. But I'm well aware that some people they want to flip a switch, they want it to be on, they want it to work, and they want to sound good, Um, and they recognize the importance. But then there are other folks that they're okay with you know the the webcam that's baked into their laptop and they're okay with the desktop microphone that's in there because they can take their zoom calls and it can they can conduct their business and that's fine mm. but when we're talking about developing authoritative content where you're going to be pouring expertise and knowledge into the content we want it to look and sound good because a high production value coupled with a high value of knowledge and insight and strategy on a given topic well that's that's a that's a dangerous recipe for success
0: Yeah, Ryan, it's funny that you're saying that because every Friday night, almost without fail, um, I watch a horror movie with my father in law, and we've been doing it for many years now. It's just kind of like our thing, right? And we've run through just about every horror movie that you could possibly watch at this (laughs) point. Um, And, and the quality between some and others is is huge like vastly different right but i can tell you like just as a consumer that there are some really good movies that i enjoy watching but because they were shot in the 90s or or even earlier and stuff like that like the production value is just not even close to what it is today with cgi and some of the other things that like it's not really a good movie anymore Like it's good from a critic sense, but it's not good from an entertainment sense. It's not good from like, this is actually something that I want to engage with. And, and the truth is, is that the ability for us to be able to have high quality content now is at our fingertips at a, at a reason, a regularly or reasonably Mm -hmm. affordable price. Right. And so, so to not do it, is almost like, oh, you don't care enough. Even if all the expertise that you're sharing, if you're showing up with, with bad quality, it's almost like I can't even I can't even watch this because my son can shoot, you know, better quality on his camera, his toy camera. Right. So yeah. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about, you know, gear. Like what like what does it really mm-hmm. take? And, and do I have to spend tens of thousands of dollars? Or are we looking at a, a few hundred dollars or what's that?
1: Yeah, no, Zach, People are cutting corners here. And it's not that sharp of a corner. It's, it's, it's really, you can attain this production value that competes with today's standards with th- kind of three categories of equipment, uh, audio, video lighting. Those are kind of the three big mm-hmm. things that I talk about with clients first and foremost. And, and, uh, look, video is important, but audio is the most important you, you know, if you're watching this episode of the podcast today on, on YouTube or whatever, you're seeing, the video, and you see that Zach and I actually have the same microphones. The Shure MV7 is a podcasting microphone. I love it for so many reasons. Uh, It sounds fantastic. It's a great podcasting microphone, but it's also a nice little plug and play. You don't have to run it through like an audio interface or any other additional equipment, which again, an additional cost. You don't have to run it through other equipment then to get it into your computer to be able to record. It's simply plug and play. Mm. That's why that's a big reason why I love it. This microphone, I think it's like 200, 250 bucks, something like that worth every penny. I take my zoom calls with it. I record podcasts with it. I use it every day, all day, and it's fantastic. So about 250 bucks or so then then the camera side of things, right? Cause that is important. Well, thankfully, especially, uh, you know, following the COVID pandemic where we all moved into the digital age and we're using zoom and online platforms to even record podcasts like this today, uh, there needed to be massive strides in equipment to to meet the demand of how much we were going to be using these online interfaces. And because of that, we've now seen the innovation of some unbelievable webcams, like small little rectangle cams that can be perched up top your your monitor or, you know, or your laptop or whatever. Uh, that are, are can crank out a not only a 1080p, but there are some 4k webcams out there that do an unbelievable mm. job. The one that I typically recommend to clients is the Logitech Brio B R I O. Uh, again, just a few hundred dollars. It's nothing. Uh, it's not tens of thousands of dollars. We're not you know encouraging clients to go out and and buy a you know a Canon DSLR or mirrorless camera. I mean, sure, that's a great route to go, but you don't <laughs> have to go that route to get a production quality that is going to compete and make you look good in today's marketplace. And then finally, as I mentioned, lighting. Um, I, uh, I actually don't have it on right now because I've got another lamp over in the corner that's given the lighting for today here in, in my area. Uh, it's mm. sufficing. So I don't have it on at the moment, but an Elgato ring light, there are a lot of great ring lights out there. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there are familiar with ring lights, but the Elgato one's great because you can change the warmth and the brightness. Of the hmm. color, let alone the—I'm sorry—the the warmth of the color as well as the brightness of the light itself, and it lights you straight on. You know, you put your camera right in the middle of the light, so you're lit well, and boom. You know, what I mean, we're talking a hundred-dollar ring light, maybe a hundred and fifty-ish dollars for the Logitech Brio, maybe two hundred dollars for the mic. I mean, less than five hundred dollars, you can bring yourself up to a really competitive place when it comes to production value. So now you've got a high production value on the content you record coupled with your decades of experience and that authoritative content. And like I said earlier, I mean, that is a recipe for success right there when you can get those two, you don't need to cut the production corner. You really don't.
0: Yeah. And the more and more that i see this and uh, and i'm diving into it like there's been there's been some huge changes in the marketplace that that just align with all of this that we're talking about right now two of the things that you just mentioned like one is video marketing trends right now are on a huge rise they have been for a while with youtube and things like that but like more and more marketers are using short form videos and and some form of videos to engage with their audience and social media has been one of the number one platforms in which to do that and last year like there there was a decrease in website traffic across the board by like six or seven percent so like People and consumers are slowing their going to websites for information now about a business and spending more and more time on social media to find that same information and then maybe going to the website, if at all. And so video content, these audio content with podcasts and things like that showing up as an authority on social media is becoming not only important but increasingly more important if you're looking to expand and grow your business and being an authority and creating that brand awareness is the way to do it. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and more and more businesses, even large corporations are seeing that and taking more, uh, taking a, a a higher frequency in which they're posting to their social media channels with stories and, and content and things that their audience can engage with.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to discredit our earlier comment in the, the volume versus value or quantity versus quality conversation, because there is, there is value in volume. Um, Mm -hmm. It, and it's, and, and that's, that's an important distinction. I I don't want to discredit the importance of volume by saying value is more important, but here's, here's what's different. It's not a quantity thing. It's a consistency thing. When Mm. you have content rolling out, if it's just, if it's a lot and it's consistent with no value, nobody cares. Like yep. I, I'm sure we all have this. Like I, I – you know, I, I love sports and things and I – so I scroll through X or Twitter, formerly Twitter, um, and I'm looking through different things. And I I see the same like companies that I may follow or, or, or sponsored ads or things like that and I just – glaze right over it because I know it's something like it's international muffin day or, or just <laughs> yep. some just ridiculous piece of comment content that is simply put there only because that organization feels the need to be in front of me. Um, yep. but when valuable contents in front of me, I'm going to stop and look and read and watch or whatever. So consistency is a very big part of it. And we talk about this with clients a lot, if you're creating authoritative content, And then you can repurpose it in different ways so that you can maintain a consistent level of distribution across your social media channels. That is, that's where it's at. That is right where you want to be because it's valuable content. It's consistently getting to your audience and you're not allowing an opportunity to fall by the wayside because you're constantly in front of your audience with good stuff. So I don't want to, I wanted to make sure that we hit that and didn't discredit the whole conversation around the importance of quantity and volume. It's, it's not a volume and quantity thing. It's a consistency thing.
0: Well, I think that's a great point and maybe something that we can rest on for a little bit here because I, uh, the conversation always happens when you talk about social media and because what we are inundated with is viral posts and influencers, right? That's what everybody's talking about. And that's different than what we're talking about right now being an influencer and having viral posts is a business model like Mr. Beast and some of these other people were like, they're they have houses, like they live together in houses. And all they do is try to come up with viral content videos because that is how they make their money. That's not how you business owner make your money. It's not it's not going to be and having these flashes of of viral posts in the band isn't really gonna move the needle for you in any, in any consistent kind of way like we're talking about. And so when we have the conversation about value over volume, as you're talking about here, is the value part should trump the volume part. You should never sacrifice value, as you said, just for the sake of volume. Now, once you have the value you take that value, and then you chop it up. And now you can increase the volume by using the same amount of volume uh, value that you've already created, right. And that's the formula that we found with our with our framework, right, where it only takes an hour of your time to record this video, right, because of video content, and then we cut that up into smaller pieces, and then even smaller pieces. And now we've got daily content that we can be posting on some of these different channels. And now you've got a Mm -hmm. volume play. But it's all value that leads back to the greater value of, of what you were talking about in your expertise. And that's the right. formula behind, behind being consistent and, and, and uh, yeah, behind being yeah, consistent. Uh, no,
1: no, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and when you look at the influencer, you know, the, con, the just what is an influencer going after followers, likes, they don't care who the likes are, they don't care who the followers are. The higher the number, the the better off they are in making their money as Zach you just alluded to. You business owner, that's not your business. And you could have 3 million followers on a given platform, but if 1000 of your 3 million are people that would actually even qualify as a as a as a candidate for your business or your service or your product, is that 3 million even valuable? I mean, it, mm. so that is a very important, I mean, it really goes back at the root to kind of our agency of celebrity expert. I mean, we're not building influencers, we're building celebrity expert brands so that you can really leverage your 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 expertise, your authority to make an impact in the world and to make an impact in the lives of your prospects. So it's a very important distinction about this type of strategy for social media versus kind of the, the influencer strategy, which I think is just so much more, you know widely known and and um i think i think there's actually probably a contingency of people out there that think that's the only way to do social media is is to yeah. go the to go that that kind of influencer route but obviously there's not
0: exactly and and i think we've talked about this before but it's it's the difference between a popularity contest and then and then actually being seen as an authority and an expert in your field right and it's it's not about winning the popularity contest it's about it's about winning those leads. It's about winning the people who are actually your audience, your ideal client, because that is what's going to grow your business that you already have in place. And so, Mm um, yeah. Um, and if if anybody out
1: there, if anybody out there, Zach, like is, if, if this is like resonating with you, good, like that's a good thing because Mm -hmm. that means you're thinking to yourself, well, I do have expertise. I have countless decades of, of knowledge to share. I don't really know how to do it or have the time to do it. Like, that's great. That's a, that's a good position to be in following Mm -hmm. you being a fly on the wall for this conversation, because now you have an idea of what you can, where you can go. You know, Zach, you framed up the conversation of kind of the, the few different um, elements at play or, or the options that people think Exist for social media, which do exist, but there is that fourth option. And that is the, to go the authoritative content route that we're talking. So I just wanted to make a quick note. Like if, if you're out there and you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Now it's, it's let us help you. Like, let's talk about how, how you could really leverage that so that you can mm-hmm. further enhance your brand, connect with your prospects and, and, and truly leverage an effective social media strategy.
0: Yeah. And I, and I love that. And, uh, I think there's look at the end of the day when all of this and what we're talking about, and whenever you talk about, uh, an organic content-based strategy system, um, we're looking at a long-term play here, right? It's like building a house. Um, it's not, it's not dropping off a pre-built house. It's actually building a house from the foundation up that it's going to position you as that authority. But the minute that your audience builds that level of trust with you, sees you as that credible authority in your field, and you continue down that path of providing that valuable and consistent content to them, you expand your brand awareness, you, you open up the door to other opportunity, because think about this. Now you've got, you've got a video show, you've got a show on YouTube, you've got a podcast. And you can start inviting people onto that podcast you can you can use your authority to create deals with other experts in their fields right and so now you've got partnerships joint ventures you've got all these other opportunities that that open up to you um speaking engagements book opportunities like i've, I've seen it all with the clients that we've worked with once they're seen as that authority in their field and then the pr stuff that most people are paying for starts to come naturally Like we've got a client who is contacted regularly now by local media channels as a subject matter expert around tax and some other things because he built that authority already and his celebrity brand is there. And so now he's he's a regular contributor because he's a safe bet. People see him. They know him. They understand him. Um, And it's it's like we've talked about before, right? You've run a show and it's like, Mm -hmm. how do I find this person? Because I don't want to invite them onto my TV show live and have them be a complete dud. Right. And so (laughs) and so showing up as an authority benefits you in ways that you can't even imagine.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it's true. I mean, like, yeah, back in the day when I when I stacked our our 11 o'clock newscast, every now and then we had a section like money matters section. We would invite a a resident, you know, financial advisor on to talk about whatever was happening in the market. And and I would do my due diligence to make sure that that individual could hold them hold their own. You know, in terms of a a live audience, but just in a production environment, you know, and mm. and when you can demonstrate this on a regular basis, I mean, yeah, it's a byproduct of a great authoritative content system. It, it really is.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, look, um, just to kind of summarize for everybody that's listening here and everything that we talked about right now, how do you build authority through your social media channels, right? Content. A good content strategy, but content that is high quality, it's valuable, it's consistent, and it's on brand. It's in your voice. It's showing your expertise. Um, you know, it's it's aligned with your values and who you are and what you do and how you help people. Um, and by just doing that again consistently, <laughs> consistently. Um, That's going to position you as the authority increasingly over time. Um, And you'll see an increase in your business and your engagement in the types of questions and conversations that you're having with people. Um, Because here's the trick, right? And, And my wife is notorious for this. And I think I use her in examples all the time because she is notorious for it. But we as business owners have no idea who's engaging with our content and seeing our brand until they want us to know that they're looking. By opting in on our list by clicking like by clicking follow until then they might be digesting all of our stuff and and be ready to buy when that time comes but until that time comes we have no idea the impact that our that our content is having on those people so three likes might be 500 impressions right? Um, it doesn't, we don't know. Uh, well, mm-hmm. you can know, you can measure some of those things, but, but you don't know that on, 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 the surface. Right. And so it's just a constant reminder of the value add that you have, the benefit that being on social media, creating that authority, having that presence goes far beyond even some of the things that you can imagine going so far as to say, you know, you get TV show interviews and other PR, uh, just as a result of that. But. hmm Anything you'd like to add as a kind of a closing note here for, for everybody? Yeah,
1: no, no. I think you did a nice job with it. Uh, it's yeah, it comes down to content. Content is King right now. Um, and if you are a business owner that needs to connect with a specific audience so that they buy or call or, or engage in your services, um, then it's time to address them. So make sure your content demonstrates your expertise and addresses that audience. You don't need to go the influencer route. You don't need to have a gajillion followers, you need the right amount of followers. that are going to engage with you. That's at the, 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 at its core. And the best way to do that is through authoritative content that like Zach, you just mentioned, it's, it's that, it's that high quality product. It's consistent. It's in your voice, all the things. So hopefully today was, you know, this is a valuable conversation. Again, these are conversations that I have with our clients regularly about their specific business, their specific, uh, style and how we want to tailor the content, um, but this is the strategy that i my team leverages and we see we see results i mean Uh, it's, it's, it's impactful, it's effective and, and it's fun at the end of the day.
0: Awesome. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, as always, I appreciate your wisdom, uh, and just a good conversation about, um, some important topics, uh, for people in business.
1: Of course. No, it's, that was, that was fun. It's, uh, it's fun to get, um, you know, to be on this side. Usually I'm the one interviewing on podcasts and whatnot. (laughs) So it's fun to be, uh, it's fun to be the resident expert if you will, but no, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for the invite. And, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll see you soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. And thank all of you for uh, tuning in again uh, for another episode here. I really appreciate it. If you found this content valuable or helpful, uh, as always, please like, subscribe, follow along. Um, It's helpful for me to know uh, what content is is helpful and engaging for you guys. So uh, in any way that you can, let me know that. And if you got more questions about our social media program, or even just how you can start implementing social media into your business, feel free to reach out. Uh, We've always got somebody standing by. You can go to our website, celebritybrandingagency.com com. There's a cool little chat feature on there. Um, and you can talk to somebody in, in real time, uh, but more than happy to, uh, to help anybody, however we can, uh, to reach more people and make a greater impact in the lives of those around us. So, uh, until next time, thanks so much for joining us. Cheers.